0: Welcome to the Mum Style Business Podcast. I'm your host, Annalise Warne, a marketing agency CEO, business strategist, digital marketing mentor, wife and mama of four little ones. Now here, we combine ambition and motherhood and well-being, and we help you leverage the skills you already have to build a flexible business that gets you both the income and the freedom that you started it to achieve. Stay tuned for conversations with inspirational and successful women in business, as well as practical marketing strategies and tips that you can action right away. So let's get into it. Hello, Christine. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Annalise. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I'm really I'm really looking forward to hearing more about your story and um and sharing your story with helping to share your, your story with our listeners because I think that what I've heard is really inspiring and I think that that can really help a lot of other women so thank you for offering to come and 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 speak with me today um, could you introduce yourself to everyone please sure thanks again for having me uh, my name is Christine
1: Stevens um, I um I was born and bred in Sydney, and back in 2014, we made a move up to the Northern Rivers to the, the country, <laughs> regional New South Wales. Um, I'm a virtual assistant. I've been a virtual assistant um, not very long, actually, since um, November 2020. And um, I, my background is uh, corporate executive assistant, PA, real estate, a bit of everything, actually. Yeah, so that's a bit about me.
0: Awesome. So, I know that you have had quite a, I don't even know the right way to frame it. Traumatic. <laughs> you, yes, yes. It, there's a lot that you have lived through in the last few years. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I'll start from the beginning, really, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, I was... Um, I was 18 when I met my husband, so we've actually just celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary.
0: Congratulations! Thank
1: you, thank you. Um, and six months after we got married, I was—I was only 20. I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Um, I was the first in my family to be diagnosed. Um, it wasn't in our family before, and um, up until recently, now there's uh, there's five diagnoses of thyroid cancer in our family, so it's quite prevalent. Um, yeah, so I, I was working in real estate at the time. Um, I had a few months off work when I had my treatment and, um, and then after that, I guess I really, I said to my husband, I, I really want to have kids. I don't want to, I don't want to leave it too long. Cause I was scared from having, having treatment as well, that it may not May not be easy to have children after losing your thyroid as well, um, and anyway, so we started um we started trying for children and we had our first son in two thousand and six. Uh, he's now fourteen years old, and then uh, we tried again and um, didn't have much success, and I have severe endometriosis, so we did actually two and a half years of IVF to get our daughter um and then gave up and got pregnant naturally with her which was a miracle um and then she was one and um I turned 30 and um had a few too many drinks and it was the hangover that lasted quite a while (laughs) we realized we were pregnant with um identical twin girls actually um so that happened on the night of my 30th birthday um, and sadly, our beautiful girls were born at 27 weeks. So they were born 749 grams and 802 grams. You can imagine that's like the size of a kitten, really. Um, and when um, our daughters were two days old, um, twin one, Charlize, actually got an infection and we lost her. So she um, she, she died in our arms. And uh, the next day, um, Ubechia, our surviving twin, actually started to deteriorate. Deteriorate, and um, apparently, it's really common in identical twins for this to happen. Um, there was no reason she was well, um, and so she got put on a ventilator, and they rested her for about two weeks. It took her to kind of come out of that. And um, we've spent three months in the NICU at Royal North Shore Hospital. Um, amazing team. We nearly lost her three or four times along the along the road, and eventually bought her home and um, settled into life. And life was never really the same again. Uh, when she was about eighteen months old, um, I thought I should probably go back to work. And you yeah, just your perspective on life changes. Um, so I was really lucky. Um, I worked for Sara Lee at the time, and they offered me redundancy. And um, that was great. And then I guess I guess I wanted a little bit more. And so I decided to dip my toe in and, and work as an EA again. But my heart just wasn't there. And I really struggled um, collating board papers or doing meeting invites. Just, you know, I just kept thinking there's just so much more to life here. Um, and, you know, two-hour commute to and from work every day, you're not really seeing your children as much as you'd like. So we decided to actually make the move from Sydney um, to regional New South Wales, and uh, we moved up late 2014. We wanted um, Lucia, our surviving twin, to be medically stable. We wanted to be near a decent-sized hospital, all those kind of things that you kind of don't really think about, I guess, until you go through such a traumatic experience, so we moved up here 2014. She was three and we loved our life up here. We love our life up here. It's amazing. We live on four acres. Um, I retrained into early childhood because I couldn't get a job as an, as an executive assistant. I didn't really know what that was up here. Um, and then in 2017, it was our twin's fifth birthday, actually, and we travelled back to Sydney. It was my grandmother's funeral, actually we left the wake uh it was the anniversary of charlie's charlie's death and uh we we were driving in traffic we're actually stationary and a 10-ton truck plowed into us um he didn't he failed to break he was texting on his phone and um yeah we're lucky to get out of that alive um one of our daughters has a, has a spinal injury now. Um, we all have multiple, you know, ongoing issues from the car accident, but, um, I believe in my heart that, you know, Charlie's our, our guardian angel was certainly looking after us that day. Um, and so I had to stop early childhood because my children were injured and I was injured. And, um, The trauma of having to liaise with the CTP insurance company who treat you like criminals after something like that prompted me to um, apply to do law. So I got into uni to do a law degree. I'd never actually studied at uni before um, and I'm second year law now. And late last year, I decided that I really wanted to use all of my experience. Um, You know, since the car accident, I've done a stint in personal injury law um, and I worked as an executive assistant to an entrepreneur and I really just wanted to be at home. And I think with the the flexibility that COVID has given us, um, I decided to become a virtual assistant. So I launched my business in November and um, I, I shouldn't be surprised, but I didn't feel the confidence in myself until, until late last year um, and I was amazed at how quickly the business spiralled and I now have a team of people working for me. Um, I'm the main breadwinner in our family now and um, yeah, it's amazing. I'm absolutely loving it and I feel grateful every day that the experience from that point has led me to, to where we are today.
0: Christine. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you go from there? <laughs> wow. Honestly, I I just you know that, that is some major curve balls that, you know, you can't possibly predict. And even just one of those things to then like pick yourself back up and, and keep going and, and you know strive for growth and all of that like, I honestly commend you and you are so inspiring that, you know, you you can move through that and use those experiences to, you know, to to shape what your future is going to look like, but you're shaping it in a really, in in a positive way, which I can imagine is really, really difficult, (laughs) really, really, really hard to do. Um, You know, I think, a lot of us can't even imagine having to deal with one of those things and you know you're you're successfully walking through that and and leading and growing so well done to you and thank, thank you for being that that light maybe you don't you probably don't see yourself that way but you know being that inspiration to so many other people that are going through hard times as well um is what what Pushes you for to to keep striving for that, like to keep moving forward and keep getting up and not just maintain. Do you know what I mean? What mm. what's pushing you to to do more and grow?
1: I guess um, you know. After we lost Chalets, um, I grieved really heavily for for a couple of years. And when you've got a five year old who's starting school and eighteen month old who wasn't even walking, and then this newborn premature baby who is you know, completely different to having a full term baby, um, it was hard to grieve. And then eventually when I found some time, I guess I just I grieved really heavily. And I have to say, my husband was amazingly patient because men and women grieve so differently. But around the two year mark, I remember he said to me, I spent a lot of time on the floor in our, in our walk-in wardrobe, just crying, I have to say. But he said to me one day, he said, "You've got three living children and a living husband here, and we're waiting for you when you're ready." And I guess that was that. That's what inspires me every day. Uh, I, I think that was the point where I had to make a decision. You know, am I going to be this? Um, and and this is no judgment on on how anyone grieves because everyone grieves differently. But I just decided that i didn 't want to be this person that was going to be depressive and sad, and then my children 's lives as they grow up are shaped by that um, and instead, I kind of thought, what would Charlize want? What do my children want they want they want happiness and they want a life. And a life isn't being sad all the time. So I think it's really important. Um, and and I've, I've taught this to my children. You know, something crap happens in your life. It's okay to say that that was really awful. But take a take a little bit of time and then turn it on its head turn it into a positive because after every storm, there's a rainbow and the sun does shine again. And I guess that's what inspires me every day. I get up every day and I think, okay, I've got to, I've got to show these small humans here that our world is worth living for. So that's, that's how I do it. That's why I do it. And that's who I am, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a beautiful frame of reference. I, I think for all of us, because life's never going to be perfect. <laughs> Maybe we're not going through something quite that traumatic, but um, you know, we're, we all deal with crap. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we all do all like stuff comes up for all of us. And, and yeah, I think that, I think that's a really great frame of mind to be, to be teaching your children and a really great legacy too, for, or your daughter, um, to have helped you share that more broadly.
1: Yeah, yeah. And look, our local paediatrician actually said to me a couple of years ago, he said, I wish I could pick up your family and show other families how to grieve. He said, because we can say Charlize's name in front of your family, in front of your children, and your children's faces light up. Oh, that's so, so good I, I kind of thought that I, I'd done something right <laughs> I actually burst into tears and I it was the nicest compliment ever you know anyone's ever made yeah um because we do I, we're not taught how to grieve you know it, it's so not it's a learned experience isn't it and and you know whatever is born does die um but I think you've got a you've got a you've got to make it a, a positive experience even when it is a tragedy there's a lot that we learned from that experience yeah and i think we all learned that we've got to reel in a real inner strength in our family that that we didn't realize that we possessed so you know to share that with others is is what i can do yeah yeah
0: and it's beautiful that that Charlize is still such a, a part of your family and that she's is with you even though she's not with you and yeah and I, I think you're so right with the grieving thing. And I, 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 I talk about this with friends is that I think that's a real disservice that our modern Western world, we don't respect our elders and, and look to them for wisdom and experience. And we are not taught how to grieve or yeah, how to deal right. with trauma, like how to deal yeah. with hard stuff. Yeah. And, you know, um, we, we lost a, a baby um, as a miscarriage and that taught me how much people are just like the things that people say. Oh, we're yeah. Like we're just not taught how to treat people who are grieving or to grieve ourselves or to, you know, like how to empathize how to appropriately. Empathize. Yeah, yeah. And how to make that normal and all of that. Like we're just so socially awkward around it, which is really sad.
1: <laughs> We are, we are, and you know, like as miscarriages are, I'm really sorry for your loss. But you know, it's it's one in four. We should be talking about it more, and you do hear about it more, but there's there isn't. People don't know how to empathise. You know, I'm sure you probably got the comments that I did. You know, oh, you can try again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. Oh, at at least you're leaving the hospital with one baby um you know so yeah Yeah. I I know they mean well but when you haven't been through that sort of trauma and experience uh, those sort of comments are not helpful at all
0: definitely not helpful not helpful no all right so thank you so much for sharing that um yeah thank you so much for sharing and where so what's next for for you you're studying law you're doing you've got your team how did you how did you start to grow that because it's relatively new but you're doing mm. clearly really well so how did you actually navigate that?
1: Yeah so um so I was really lucky I'm part of a, a virtual assistant network um and um I think we've just created quite a good communication network between a few of us and um there's so much there's so much work out there and one of my values for actually opening this business was I wanted to employ women who were coming back into the workforce there's so many of us we go out we have babies and we've got this amazing experience and then it just goes on hold for maybe 5 years 7 years 10 years some of the some of the people that have come to work for me and I really wanted to bring those women back into the workforce and give them that training and with covid moving technology so quickly, um, a lot of them really, there's a lot of lack of confidence in mm. in mums coming back into the workforce. So I've been really lucky. I also wanted to uh, grow um, work in our regional New South Wales. Um, I feel like the city, there's lots of opportunity, but in regional, there isn't so much. So um, I've been really lucky that when work's come to me, when I got to full capacity, I just I started bringing subcontractors on um, train them in, in my home office or through Zoom. And I've grown the team. So, um, you know, I've got staff in, in Sydney, uh, up in the Blue Mountains, uh, over in Perth. Uh, and then there's a couple of staff here in my hometown as well. Um and I'm really grateful um that I've got an amazing team that work with me at the moment and also grateful to um small and large businesses who who take a risk with a virtual assistant and a lot of them it's so new. Um, and and yeah so they, they take a risk with us and it's been it's been it's been real an amazing experience seeing that grow and develop as well um I, I've explained to a few of them that they're like you know how do you how are you an executive assistant if you're not actually in my office why you're a virtual assistant and I said well just assume everything that an executive assistant does I'm just not sitting at the desk next to you I'm doing everything just not right next
0: to you um, so yeah so that's that's how that happened yeah and how do you manage your team are you open to speaking about that how do you How does that structured? Because I think people structure it certainly in in different ways. And I think for other people who are maybe freelancers looking to, you know, build an agency or move to subcontracting kind of model, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you, is it that you speak to the client directly or do you link them in? straight with your your staff to allocate tasks does everyone do the one does one staff member work for one client or do you know how does that work in your business
1: yeah we have quite a variation everyone is a subcontractor in my business um because that's just easier in terms of you, you know what the legislation's like uh, bringing on an employee and having the risk well not the risk but the outlay of workers comp insurance and your insurances are added right so um So my team are all subcontractors. Depending on what sort of contract we have with the client, um, there's one particular team member. She works in Sydney. Uh, We have a high-profile barrister that we look after. Now, her request is 40 hours a week. So she is completely allocated to that team member. That team member liaises with her. I check in with that client regularly. And all of my team members, we have a regular Zoom team meeting every single week, but we're always in contact on Slack, text message, calls, Zooms. It's, it's so easy these days. With the smaller clients that I have, I've got some part-time staff as well because, you know, we still are mums and there's a lot of us that don't want to work full-time. So depending on I've got a few clients and their work is actually I'm the face to the client and they know that there are other people doing their work but I always check it. At times, my team member might check in with that client and just clarify detail around the work, um, but that's how it works. So I allocate tasks to that team member and to the client. Yeah. yeah.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for explaining that. I think thanks it's it. a really helpful frame of reference for people when they're deciding on their own model. So thanks for sharing. That's okay. Um, one last question. What's next? Where are you going? What are your your big dreams? Um, Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah. So, well, definitely want to finish my uni degree, so about halfway through that. Um, but oh, look, a couple of years ago, actually uh, quite a while ago, I, I made a promise to myself and my daughter that I would write our family story. And I did start writing the book and I just have to dedicate some serious time to actually finish writing it. Um, And I would really like to utilise my experience um, to actually get on the speaker circuit and be able to to help other families who have been through similar trauma as ourselves and, and talk to them and help them. I'd love to run like maybe a women's workshop or retreat up here on our beautiful property and encompass all of those things um but who knows who knows where where the stars are going to take me
0: (laughs) yeah beautiful well thank you so much again all the best to you i'm i'm so excited about your future and loving that um Loving that you're helping to empower women. Basically, everything that I'm doing kind of stems back to that. And so I'm always cheering on women who are, you know, championing other women and and especially mums who do feel really kind of disempowered and, and unconfident after we go through this change of of becoming mothers and all of a sudden, you know, priorities are different and and all of that. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing and truly wish you wish you all the very best.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Annalise.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to the Mum Style Business Podcast. Two things you should know. First, come and join the party. I'm live with free marketing training inside the Social Marketing Method Facebook group every single week. This is where you can ask questions and get the answers that you need to simplify your strategy and amplify your income. Go to AnnaliseWarn.com forward slash group and join and network there with incredible women and incredible community of like-minded business owners. Now, second, if you have got any value from this episode, please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and share it out on your socials. Your support helps us to reach more women in business and inspire them to increase our impact in the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will see you next week.